Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. And now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host. Thank you for joining us. I'm here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. Thank you so much for coming in. We are glad to have you. Um, we want to tell you how to plug in with us, and you can go to thehousinghour.com and find all of our shows, past shows. You can share those with friends and family. Uh, we can also direct you to Facebook as well. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash thehousinghour, or on Twitter, at thehousinghour. Um, and you can find uh, Mark as well on Pinterest. Oh, as well. Um, big he, on Pinterest. He's a big actually, guy. I did open up an account. Did you? I did as well. I, I can't did figure well. it out, but I did. A- you can check mine out. I actually have some very um, some great. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe. You never know. Um, well, we're continuing today talking to you about all the different things that come up in, in our lives. And um, we love doing this show for that reason, because there are so many different things that come up. You, you might have something to do with energy. You might have something to do with, you know, your home inspection. You might have something to do with your realtor, your loan officer. There's so many things that come up in, in any given season. And uh, one of the things that one of our senior loan officers, Robert Carter, who is here with us as well, um, be introducing our guests in a moment, but uh, he recommended to have on the show uh, his accountant who he loves. Um, and so we said, hey, well, this is a great idea. Great idea. Especially with all this, what's going on, you know, and, and the new um, the new tax plan that's coming about and, you know, how does that affect you? And we we're like, that's a great idea, Robert. Um, that's like your greatest idea you've ever had. <laughs> Occasionally I have one or two. Yeah. And so he has with him, it's Robert Carter is a senior loan officer with Mortgage Investors Group. Um, he is at our home office. Uh, he can be reached at 865-691-8910. We'll get his contact information totally to you in a minute. And he has with him Yvonne. Yvonne, how do you say your last name again? Katz? It's Kautz. Kautz, okay. We have Yvonne with us. Yvonne and I spoke off air, and just in the few moments that I had with her, um, I can tell she's really got a good grasp on what this is. And you talked to her as well mm-hmm. um, before the show. Um, welcome to the Housing Hour. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. Uh, I'm glad that you came, even though you know Robert, and so we were able to. I'm just kidding. I've given Robert a hard time. Um, She just saves me a lot of money. That's all. There you go. That's key. You know, that's actually a good place to start because everybody wants to know, how can I save the most amount of money? And certainly it is about that. But you know what? Another big thing, too, Yvonne, and I want you to elaborate on this, is saving the money, but also doing it the right way. Right. So give me what what is what is the biggest mistake that people make out there when they're filing their taxes? I would say record keeping. Record keeping has to be thought of as your best friend. Mm. You should have backup on every single deduction item, uh, anything. You should have a receipt or some type of tax form Mm. to support the position that you take on the tax return. Mm -hmm. Anything that comes into question uh, is going to be examined Mm. to the point that you've got to have the backup documentation uh, to prove why you took that deduction. Mm. Uh, So, you know, you literally could put anything on a tax return, but you better be able to back it up. Right. And some people are more susceptible, I guess, to examination. Um, Is that true? or is that a a legend? Actually, it's a very interesting process. Mm -hmm. When tax returns are e-filed, they are all processed by computer. There is no human intervention at all. Mm -hmm. They are scored on complexity 
of mm. that tax return when they come in. Mm. And mm. Uh, should anything have a high score or anything look off as far as the amount of income versus deductions, uh, mm-hmm. say, on an itemized schedule, that will be pulled uh, for an examiner to take a look at it, um, you know, coming right out of the computing system. I mean, I can't even imagine how many employees that they have to have because even, I mean, what I don't even know what, do you know the population of them? I mean, it's like 300 million or something. I mean, I don't even know, but it's a lot. Um, now, not all of those people are, are employed, but it's a huge number. And so you're saying that there is an algorithm, I guess, that is set in place and it pulls the e-file. Are there still people actually filing by hand? I mean, does that still happen? Yes, there are. Most really? definitely. Oh, um, wow. So and those are manually entered in. That's correct. Right? So when an IRS employee is actually physically entering those figures mm. from your tax return, that's why they recommend the e-filing because then it does not yeah. have the um, potential to have a slip of the key and mm-hmm. something uh, go in incorrectly. When you e-file, it's e-filed exactly the way you prepared it right. um, or has been prepared for you. And if that was ever examined, they could always pull the original that you actually, you know, submitted. Do you still um, handwrite yours, Mark? No, because (laughs) most of the time, you know, going along with that, if you file by hand, then if you get a return or any type of refund, it's like 12 weeks or six months before you get your check. Yeah. That paper check. four to six weeks on a manual filing. Mm -hmm. And and that's fast. Did you not uh, drive 100,000 business miles last year? Right. That that Uh, may cause a small flag. He flew 100,000 business miles. Yeah, that's true. He is a man about town. But, you you know, that is actually very important that people understand. Like, if you're in business and, you know, you don't know, you, you do a lot of traveling for work and you don't know what exactly you can write off. And, I mean, I guess you just depend on hoping that you're doing it correctly. I mean, because there's a lot of people who work with accountants, but then there's also a, a big population of people who don't that think that they just can do it themselves and they have no you know, worry. Um, but I think that I've seen time and time again that people are just leaving money on the table. So like I would have said, maybe, yes, you said the records, which was probably in your business, the best thing to say first, but I would probably say that they leave money on the table would be their number one mistake. Most definitely. Yeah. Uh, Plus one A maybe for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely the tax law changes all the time. It's a constant process. It makes the news every now and again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, basically, for those of us in the uh, you know accounting community, uh, it's a constant day-to-day that is changing all of the time. And then that information doesn't so much get to the general public. Um, and so I would always say, you know, contacting a professional is mm-hmm. obviously in your best interest as your tax return becomes complicated mm-hmm. uh, in order to make sure everything is accounted for correctly mm-hmm. and deducted correctly uh, and and reviewed and professionally reviewed. Absolutely. I have and, a question. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were talking about, you know, documenting your your all your expenses and whatnot. There are technology has come into play in so many things. And I saw an app that would record your miles. Um, you you set it, mm-hmm. and then it'll it'll calculate. That's not allowed by law. I'm I, just I, kidding. I, well, I don't know. That would, I don't know that's actually is. my question. <laughs> yeah. Is oh. that something that is reliable? Have you seen technology come into play for this documentation? Absolutely. Um, I have a favorite um, application for mileage, uh, which is Mile IQ. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it is fantastic in recording uh, every type of mileage. It works with the GPS in your phone. Mm-hmm. So it's literally recording every single mile that you drive. Then you sort those trips out once a day, once a week, oh, I love what it. have That's you. That's brilliant. You know, swipe left for business, swipe right for personal. And uh, a lot of us don't realize the amount of mileage. You know, you've got business mileage. <laughs> I'm driving all the time. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you've got personal mileage. You may mm-hmm. have medical mileage in driving uh, yourself and your spouse or children to doctor's appointments, uh, as well as charitable. Many of us are giving back to mm-hmm. our communities and uh, subsequently the mileage driven uh, for a 501c3 uh, type of entity is deductible on your tax return. Oh, that's good See? to know. That's good to know. And that's that was amazing. my IQ. Was that the app? Uh, mile. Mile. IQ. Mile. IQ. Yes, not your IQ. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Just that's a, that's a right good now. thing. <laughs> Just, yeah, for sure, because I love the swipe left, swipe swipe right, because for me, I have to have something that's going to be made easy. You know, that's just the way it is. I'm sorry. I'm I'm much more um, apt to do it if I can just do something that's easy. And that sounds like a great thing, if, especially if it's taking it from your GPS. So you can just know right there. Hey, here it is. Because um, a, lot, a lot of times you have to keep records. And so people will buy composition notebooks at the beginning of the year. And, you know, they, they drive a trip to Chattanooga for work. And so they'll put in that, in, you know, into their little record keeping and all that. And that's fine, but if you don't have that composition notebook just handy, maybe you left it in the house, maybe it's not, you know, of course you'd like to keep it in the car, but technology is such a thing that will help people and you got to, you know, grab it and take advantage of it. I'm sure you can export it to an Excel spreadsheet. That's exactly right. There there are about 20 different types of mileage uh, tracking applications Mm -hmm. that are available and many have different features. Uh, It can email you a report. It can export to Excel. There's many different types out there for whatever fits your your need the most. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're a little more old school, you can uh, record your odometer readings when you're leaving uh, Mm -hmm. and then finishing your your travel. Uh, So many different options for whatever fits you best. Can you have it just emailed directly to Donald Trump? I don't know if that's a possibility. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You can try. Yeah. Well, we have only a minute left in this segment, so we're going to um, wait to get into our next topic when we get back. But um, I think this is great. I think that it's something that's so topical right now. And we were talking with Yvonne. She was explaining that some of the 2018 things that we will be seeing next January when people are starting to file um, are still being worked out. And she mentioned that um, the government actually told, you know, the accounting community and everyone that they won't really respond in, to any official inquiry or, I guess, any official uh, word until June to clarify certain aspects. I think I, I kind of um, took cliff notes in my mind of that. We can talk about that again when we get back. We'll be right back, guys. Join us right back here on the Housing Hour. Yeah, Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I'm your host here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. We also have in studio with us Robert Carter from Mortgage Investors Group and uh, Yvonne uh, Kautz with, uh, I guess, what's the name of your company? 
It's five star. Mm, five star. I like it. I like it a lot. That's really nice. Um, five star is uh, a place where you can go to have your taxes done. And you also work on business taxes and all of that stuff as well? Or Sure do. Small uh, business, bookkeeping and payroll, state taxation issues, mm-hmm. uh, all that good stuff that comes along with owning a business. So what does your day look like? I mean, do you spend the morning reading tax code law? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, I do that really late at night. It's really? my entertainment reading. <laughs> yes. So, so a day in the life of Yvonne, do you, do you, const, are you constantly working? I mean, what do you, what's your, what's your business day look like? Absolutely. There's so many different things in working with people's taxes uh, and going through what's happened in their lives. I really take the time to get to know mm. my clients and what's happening. I'm not only, you know, what's gone on in that year, but also forward planning. Mm-hmm. Are they getting married? Are they Mm -hmm. thinking about having a baby? Are they going to buy a home? Uh, Are they going to uh, possibly have one going into college? You know, what does that mean? These are all questions we could ask Robert right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah. This is the opposite of walking into Walmart to get your taxes done. Right. This is somebody that actually knows you whenever you step in there, knows what you've been through in the last couple of years and where you're planning on going Mm. and plans for the future for you. Yeah. uh, It will save you money in the meantime. Yeah, because the marriage question, like if you're getting married, then that's stuff that you need to take into account when you're planning how to help them. Exactly. Many couples don't realize exactly how much it saves them in filing together. So when I have a newly married couple come in, I actually prepare the return both ways so Mm. they can see, you know, they're used to their own uh, tax outcome on a single return. Mm -hmm. And so when you put them together and you can show them the tax savings that are different in the uh, actual brackets Mm -hmm. and how much they save, very rarely does it go the way of filing separate. You know, there's Mm -hmm. lots of reasons to file separate you know, right. for various issues, but, um, you know, the, the tax savings are much greater filing together. The system naturally favors married with children. Oh. She actually has helped me pick out a ring. Nice. Okay. So, right. <laughs> Based upon tax savings. Based that, upon tax savings. Oh, do you mean like a ring for a proposal or? Yes. The, okay. Well, we probably she, she need has told to. Me, she has told me how much that needs to happen. Yeah. And Don't that, you think you I need must to ask go, her first? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this will be played on air. Yeah. Um, okay. That's fine. And then you have she to add the. She too can marry you. Oh, there, you <laughs> there you go. Then you have to add in the fact that you can deduct the sales tax paid on that ring. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to talk about housing. Let's move on past this conversation, although I'm very intrigued by every bit of it because everybody has a story. Everybody has a story. Everybody has a a tax need and understanding that's important. So I definitely appreciate that. Um, Let's move to, to the housing question because, you know, there's everybody's always you know, up in arms when people talk about taking away their interest rate deduction, you know, for mortgages. Um, And I don't believe that that's happening. I mean, we're still going to be able to deduct our mortgage interest, right? That's that's correct. And the important thing to remember that the tax returns that we are filing now still reflect the old law of Mm -hmm. 2017 taxes uh, that uh, are running on Again, the previous you know law that's been in place for quite some time, mm-hmm. uh, the 2018 situations will not apply until this time next year when we're getting ready yeah. to file. So, uh, you know, our our deduction 
levels are the same as far as, uh, you know, standard versus itemized. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, a lot of people can still itemize utilizing their interest paid, their property tax, sales tax paid, charitable giving, all of the items that are part of an itemized schedule. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting because, um, can you make it retro, by the way? <laughs> because I think there's some, it's kind of a half bag of each. I mean, there's some people that I think, you know, will maybe pay more taxes, I think, and then some others that won't. Um, before I get into the next phase of my questions about mortgages and stuff, I wanted to ask this question. What is, for you, the biggest change that you see in this whole tax plan that has been passed now by both the House and the Senate? So it's law, right? It's been signed into law. What for you stands out as the biggest change? I would say the uh, repeal of the personal exemptions. So uh, we are increasing the standard deduction. However, the personal exemptions are going away. Mm. So for some folks, you know, if you have a standard deduction right now as a married couple of $12,700, but you have four children, so you have six exemptions times $4,050 a piece, you know, this adds up to more tax savings. That's always uh, what you're trying to accomplish is reduce the taxable income that compresses the tax Mm -hmm. that's due. So the personal exemption is going away altogether, even though that standard deduction uh, is doubling. Mm. Uh, for, For me, it's not an not an equal trade, obviously. So, so. don't have more kids is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not going to be able to get an exemption, right? Them, at least. Well, okay, so that makes sense. I mean, you have if you have two kids, you have two kids, and the exemption is how much? Four thousand. Four thousand fifty. So you have two kids. So that's eight thousand, and then you have the twelve thousand seven hundred. So that would still be in the new the new exemption that's going to be automatic is twelve thousand seven hundred. That's correct. That's yeah. well, it would be twenty four thousand that what, you receive right. as married filing joint. Gotcha. So in this circumstance, for two kids, for instance, it very well may be better for you. But then when you get into that third kid, you forget about it because it, <laughs> it, it doesn't. I mean, from a tax standpoint, obviously, um, it's not as advantageous for this new. That's interesting. I didn't. I guess I didn't know that. How? What? What other things could that affect? The, the child tax credit is going to go up to 2000 per child. So mm. you may be losing their exemption, but if they are um, <clears throat> under their 16 and below, mm-hmm. you're still going to get $2,000 tax reduction. Okay. So you are still going to have a savings. It's just in a different place in mm. the tax return. So maybe you need to have more kids. <laughs> <laughs> you can plan your entire life around. Right. Taxes. Exactly. My theory is, is uh, they favor married with children because you're creating new taxpayers. Mm, That's (laughs) true. So why is it at 16? Because if my 17 year old is living at my house, eating my ruffles, then I mean, I don't get a credit for that. It is in the year that they turn 17 that the child tax credit goes away completely for that child. You'll Mm. still claim them as a dependent, Mm -hmm. but you will not receive the child tax credit. That needs a lot of tax planning. Mm. You may 
have to adjust your withholding and uh, other tax parameters to take into account, that's going to go away. Does Tell that matter? Seventeen year old to get a job. That's right. Does that really matter when when you're? I mean, you know, your I nine. I guess it is right. Um, is that what it's called that you fill out when you first start to say how much withholding? W four. W four. Okay, W four. Um, does that really even matter at the end of the year? Because it is going to be what it's going to be, right? The most important thing is uh, the outcome of tax returns is very specific to the taxpayer. Mm -hmm. They all have different plans Mm -hmm. on what they do with their tax refunds. Mm -hmm. Truly, effective tax planning means that you have a refund less than Mm $1,000 because that means that you have paid in all this amount through the year, and it's been an interest-free loan to the government for use of your money. But for some people, they use it for vacations. Mm. Uh, Maybe they have a historic home, and they're looking to complete uh, the next renovation of the uh, you know, bathroom or whatever it might mm-hmm. be. And so they're planning on that. So your tax planning has to match whatever it is your plans are for that refund. Yeah. And, you know, some people like, cause taxes are sort of due towards, you know, they're, they're late in, in December, I suppose, right? The, the property tax in Knox County? Oh, uh, February. Oh, February. After so February. that sometimes what people say, Oh, I'm going to use this tax return for my taxes. Um, so there's different people that do different things. You're right. Down um, payment for a new house. Yeah. Yeah. You mm-hmm. could use it for a multitude of things, but you're also giving the government a free loan in the interim, you know, and you could take that money and put it into, you know, something else that was going to net you more than what it is that you're paying because you could go to like Mark over here. He was a, a brilliant, like uh, stock um, <laughs> advisor. I'm, I'm kidding. But I mean, you could, you could get, if you went to a good advisor, maybe you have somebody you could recommend. I'm sure Robert has somebody he can recommend. You might be able to get 7% on it, right? You could take that money and put, and you could make more money that way. It's all about the return on the money. Right. Exactly. So. Um, we're going to talk more um, with Yvonne after the message here, but we want to um, preface it by saying, you know, stick around because I think what's going to be the conclusion of the third segment is you're going to have a really good idea of a homeowner, what a homeowner really needs to be thinking about, because it's not just the mortgage. That's an important piece of it. But what about a home office? You know, what about some of these other things that could potentially you know, adversely affect you or affect you in a positive way. So that's really what we're going to try to concentrate on. The third segment is talk about the homeowner. And then also uh, you talked about planning. Um, What does it mean to be a homeowner and what could, how could that affect you in the tax year that's coming up with the uh, Trump plan in place? Uh, And we'll talk all about that right after these messages. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back to the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I'm your host here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. Don't forget to plug in with us uh, at thehousinghour.com. Also on Facebook, facebook.com slash thehousinghour. Love for you to visit us there at the Housing Hour on Twitter as well. Um, and we're just excited to have uh, Yvonne with us today. Uh, Yvonne Kautz with uh, the tax. Again, what is the name? It's Five Star Tax. Five Star, yes. But she's the tax cat. 
That's what she. That's is. exactly right. The tax cat. Um, that's how we know her. Um, that's her. Well, I won't tell you what her. Never mind. <laughs> so we're excited to have her because it's such an important topic, you know, especially right now. Everybody's filing their taxes. There's some people that think, so I'm filing under the new Trump plan. No, you're not. It's not going to, that doesn't come into effect until 2018. However, we did talk about the mortgage insurance. So we're going to talk about homeowners and what they need to know about. Tell us the tips, the things that, that people can deduct as a homeowner, what you see as an important planning part of that as well? Absolutely. When people buy a home, it's actually the first step to being able to itemize. Uh, So very important to know ahead of time uh, when looking at buying a home of all the things that it makes you eligible for. Perhaps you haven't been able to itemize in the past and all of a sudden all of these different deductions are in fact available to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, The biggest one, obviously, the mortgage interest paid. Uh, The mortgage company will issue a Form 1098 to you that will list all of the interest paid in the year, as well as the real estate taxes and uh, mortgage insurance premiums, uh, as well as certain parts of the loan costs themselves can, in fact, be deductible. So I recommend you take your closing disclosure from uh, your actual property deal when filing your taxes to make sure that those eligible items are, in fact, included. They could be loan origination. They could be points. Uh, They could also be for uh, our beloved military, uh, their VA funding fees uh, Mm -hmm. that um, uh, were charged at the time in the actual uh, closing. Uh, So those things can, in fact, uh, be deductible and should be examined. Mm -hmm. Uh, Usually uh, in the returns that I see, just owning the home gets them more than halfway there to being able to itemize. Wow, that's really cool because how much do you have to have um, deducted or to, in order to be eligible to itemize? Well, our single folks are only uh, $6,350 mm-hmm. and our married couples are $12,700. So most people, they sort of put a lens over their tax return and say, okay, is do I have more things that I can itemize than 12700 If so, obviously you wouldn't take the standard deduction. You would go and itemize. So you would be able to shelter yourself from tax paying tax on that income because if you take a standard deduction, make sure I'm doing this correctly. Let's say you make $50,000. Your standard deduction is 12700 for a married couple. So your actual tax uh, your your liability for the taxes will be based upon 37,000 I guess 300. That's what your liability would be. So you'd pay taxes on that amount, not the 50,000. And that's Correct. so the standard deduction, you know, it's it's kind of like okay, everybody takes the standard deduction, right? A good majority. Why wouldn't someone take the standard deduction? Because my opinion is it ain't over till the tax lady sings, mm-hmm. and you don't know until you get down in the weeds. <laughs> and Yvonne can't sing. Well, it's the tax, tax cat. cat has the, tax spoken. Guy, the tax cat has spoken. That is amazing. Well, so you're saying it, don't take maybe don't take a standard deduction, but if you're not taking a standard deduction, then you're itemizing. That's correct. Okay, that's you, where I was a little confused. You need to look at what's actually bigger, mm-hmm. and that's the part of getting down into the weeds and seeing out of all the items that are on a Schedule A, 
do you do any of those? Mm -hmm. Uh, As far as do we give charitable donations? Mm -hmm. Uh, Are we tithing at church? Are we uh, giving things to the Goodwill or AmVets? Mm -hmm. All of those are deductible items and should not be left on the table. You really have to put pencil to paper and, and, uh, again, our friend of record keeping uh, Mm -hmm. to recapture what you've actually done and and maximize it on your tax filing. When he does his hand like that, that means he has a question. I was just going to jump in and say, what about health care costs? I I know that, you know, some people may have some medical issues and family members Mm -hmm. that that takes them more so than anyone else has as a typical family. Is it still kind of outrageous? Are we calling it Trump care, by the way? I I don't don't know. Okay. I don't. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. The medical costs are all of your out-of-pocket costs, and those can add up pretty quickly. Uh, Even paying like towards your deductible, is that part of your out-of-pocket? Say you have a $15 copay Mm. when you go to the doctor, and you've got a $10 copay on your prescription. All of those add up, and you have to take the total, Mm. and there's a a hump that they have to get over before they've been begin counting, which is 7.5% of your adjusted gross income. So I always say to keep all of your records, you hope for a healthy year, uh, but uh, anything can happen. I personally think teeth sneak up on you and Mm. all of a sudden you have a very Uh. expensive, uh, you know, bill for a crown or a Mm. root canal, you know, and uh, so you should keep all of those records and see if you can actually use. You're going to surpass seven and a half percent. Noses and eyeballs. We got you covered over here. Just from that trip from Aruba. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Well, that's a good point because health care is important. Homeowning is important. Those are things to consider when you're planning your taxes because your ultimate goal, obviously, is to reduce what you have to pay Uncle Sam as much as possible. And I mean, that's why the tax code is in place, because Donald Trump wants you to know what the rules are, the rules of the game. You know, Paul Songus or who was it that wanted to No, It wasn't him. They wanted to do the flat tax. Remember? Uh Yes. I don't remember who it was. It was, it was a presidential candidate. Um, may have been Songus. I can't remember. But anyway, he just wanted to say, hey, it's just in, – in, in other people – Ross Perot? No. no. Ross Perot? <laughs> yeah. um, he just wanted to get out a chart for you. Yeah. Actually, right. he sounded a little bit like Ross Perot, actually. But <laughs> but anyway, the, the tax code, you know, if you think about what they wanted to do with the flat tax, they just wanted to say 10%. Everybody pays – or 15 whatever it was. But that's just not the case. You know, Mark might pay – you know, an, an adjusted gross, you know, once his adjusted gross income is calculated, he might pay a little higher tax rate than I do. And how do, how do, I mean, how can we justify that? <laughs> Not with your house interest deduction, no, friend. <laughs> the classic answer in yeah. all tax matters is it depends. Mm-hmm. It depends on every single individualistic situation, mm. you know, whether single or married, homeowner or not kids or not, kids in college or not, uh, education credits are huge in tax returns, mm. and that credit follows the dependency exemption. So if the parents are still claiming that college student, uh, then the uh, tax savings for the education credit are going to go on the parent's return. Mm. Uh, so it's a very individualistic situation. It all depends on what you have going on mm-hmm. uh, you know, in your personal life as far as your tax return is going to exactly mirror that and the circumstances are all completely individualistic. 
individualistic. Is that a word? It's actually a word. I yes. love it. I love it. I'm going with word. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, so that's a good point because the government can really sway the American in a way that they want you to sort of invest in, in a, in a lot of ways. I mean, they can push you in directions. And the, But the tax code, because you just told me that the biggest change that you saw were the exemptions from 2017 to 2018, um, which I'm sure is going to add up to trillions, I don't know, billions of dollars, whatever the amount is. 1.2 trillion. Okay, 1.2 <laughs> trillion. So then the, wow, that's pretty cool. Um, so then that money, the 1.2 trillion that they're going to save, the government's going to save by taking that away, well, they're going to give it somewhere, like probably Exxon Valdez or something, or not the Valdez, <laughs> but like Exxon. I mean, what are they doing with that 1.2 trillion? Well, actually, it's what that's going to, it's going to cost, the tax savings are going to cost oh. the government. And so they're, oh. they're giving you some break there mm. as far as everyone see. should see some tax savings, but that means mm-hmm. less paid into the government in order to operate. But what the hope, the hope is, is that you're going to give some relief and like corporate um, tax rates going down in America, a significant margin, like almost half or something crazy, right? That's exactly right. Is they're hoping that the tax savings that are created by the reform mm-hmm. will uh, encourage investment in businesses Mm -hmm. uh, as well as hiring employees and buying equipment Mm -hmm. uh, as far as uh, making that investment in our economy. Yeah. Now the, the, how much time do we have Adam? One minute. Okay. Um, The last president who did a huge tax cut, I guess, I mean, uh, Bush did do some tax cuts after nine 11, if I'm not mistaken, Mm -hmm. but the big ones were done in the Clinton era. Is that the last big, big tax cuts? Just help educate me about that. I would say Reagan. Reagan would be the bigger. And then obviously Reagan, you know, we had a pretty nice economy for some time. Right. I mean, going all the way up until, I guess, we hit 18, uh, 1987, we kind of hit went backwards. Right. Because well, of the uh, Reagan, the last I checked, came in in 84. <laughs> right. When did Reagan get elected? 84 or 88? 82. No, no, no. Maybe you're right. No, no in 1980. Deficit. I marched in his inaugural parade. Yeah. Oh. I marched in his inaugural parade, 1980. Wow, that's amazing. That's January. incredible. That, that kind of so, it, folks, you know sort of what his age is now. You just take 18 away from 1980 and you know. <laughs> anyway, all right, guys, we're going to come right back right after these messages right here on the Housing Hour. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. This is Kevin Ray. Welcome back to the Housing Hour. I am your host. I'm here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. Also, Robert Carter, who is a senior loan officer at Mortgage Investors Group. And Robert, tell us real quick before I go back to our guest, um, how can they get a hold of you if they need to talk to you? They can call the office at 865-691-8910, or mm-hmm. they can always check out closewithcarter.com 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. The, uh, and uh, back to Yvonne here, I can tell you what's important with this relationship between myself and her mm-hmm. is we're able to counsel our clients together for their for their mm-hmm. purchases in the future. Mm-hmm. The uh, A lot of self-employed people need to be able to set up their taxes appropriately so that they'll be able to qualify for the houses that they would like to purchase down the road. Mm-hmm. The, uh, so they're... There's two sides to every sword, and yeah, the, uh, you can either be saving money or you can be showing money. Mm-hmm. The uh, and there's a time and place for both. The uh, and Yvonne's fantastic in understanding what I do, and I'm uh, 
learning what she does. Mm. The uh, and there's so much that she does. Mm-hmm. Well, did you want to take over the show a little longer? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm kidding. No. Robert's actually awesome. done great, I, and he's brought us a couple of good guests. His realtor friends oh, that he's had. So. He's 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 brought some really valuable information. This is by far, you know, the most valuable thing, especially because it's so topical. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's talking about it, and it brings the discussion to the surface because even though this year it's not going to be effective until next year, this new tax plan, but it gets people starting to think about, okay, and planning and thinking about what are the questions I need to ask, and I think you need, you needed a tr- you need a trusted advisor. Just like the, the whole Quicken uh, logic, you know, the rocket mortgage. I say, you know, that mortgages are not rocket science. Keep you your loan on the ground with us. But when it comes, so keep your loan on the ground with us because we have a trusted advisor, somebody that can guide you through the process, somebody that can show you all the pros and cons to every scenario. You don't want some 21-year-old kid, you know, in a call center in Nevada telling you how to buy a house. Same way with yourself. You're a trusted advisor, right? So you're able to counsel people and really be there a partner for life in a way. Um, and, and that really goes well into the next part of what we're going to talk about because you talked about being an, an important thing in your, your uh, business is to get to know your clients and get to know your, your community. And you have a, a or I guess you have a 5013C. Is that what you have? Or what? I do. I have an education mm. fa- uh, foundation mm-hmm. on taxation. I mm. get out and teach in our uh, community as well as uh, a large part of Five Star is uh, supporting our military community. And mm. they have very special tax situations. Mm-hmm. And so we uh, spend a lot of time on military bases uh, going and educating them about their available tax deductions. There's mm-hmm. about a dozen provisions that are specific to military mm-hmm. in the code. And so uh, we get out and let them know what they have rights to claim. Yeah, because, I mean, if you're serving overseas and you have a spouse, you need to know all the ramifications because your housing allowance goes away, I believe, if you're overseas. I mean, there's some, I don't even know if that's accurate, but I think it is. And everything is so different. So if you're a veteran, you know, link up because she knows the veteran's, world better than anybody she knows how to to process the information and she knows exactly what to do um, but this 5013c the education piece because we were talking off air how and you know uneducated i feel but also just the people in general um and so you know like you talked about going to your church and, and giving a class and we actually go to the same church and so you do things like that as well, right? Absolutely. Um, I started out uh, with educating our military, and I've done that uh, for about eight years now. But uh, in creating the foundation, I see that the need for tax education everywhere, and, you know, in our civilian community as well, is very big. Hmm. I find it interesting that tax touches everybody's lives from the moment you have your first job until well, let's be frank. They tax you after you're dead. Mm. So, <laughs> That's right. And it's the one subject nobody is discussing. We need programs in schools uh, to teach our teenagers about the importance of taxation mm-hmm. or starting younger uh, would get them to understand. And uh, as the, you know, their tax life becomes more complicated, they get married, have kids, you know, of course, buy a home, um, the American dream, uh, you know, they need to understand what that means and what they have available to them in tax savings. Uh, these things are out there. You just have to do the homework and uh, go after them. 
Yeah, I, I think that getting the education as early in their life as possible, even if it's just, you know, touching on it, getting them comfortable with talking about it. And then, you know, if you haven't got that, then, yeah, that's a problem. But you can still educate yourself and put yourself in the right positions. And so so good for you to be getting out there. Is in it the just community. for military? No, no, this is actually uh, expanding on past our military education uh, to our civilian community about a plethora mm. of tax um, issues, whether uh, they are homeowners. Uh, this maybe. is really probably one of those events, to be honest. This is a community show. Yeah. So she's serving Absolutely. in that capacity. Absolutely. Maybe they are uh, self-employed. Maybe they have a small business. Uh, maybe they're in their retirement years or getting ready to consider retirement. Definitely need to do a draft tax return mm. before you <laughs> think about going you down talk, that road. You would talk to uh, high school students? Absolutely. High school students, mm-hmm. uh, as well as um, I've recently done a class of for uh, college-bound children and their mm. parents uh, mm-hmm. for them to understand the ramifications of education credits, filing their FAFSA, mm-hmm. what all it all ties back their to fa- tax returns. FAFSA. FAFSA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's individualistic, I guess. FAFSA. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, but it all ties back to tax returns. Yeah. A basic understanding of tax is needed because it's all stemming off of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, the, the need to educate on it is, is uh, huge. Now, don't forget when you leave here to swipe left instead of right, <laughs> since this is now going to be part of your... Oh, that's a good point. And, and Mark, I mean, I, I could see her partnering with so many different sources like education you mentioned you know high school kids um and being able to be that source of information now you're only one person i mean the tax cat is good but i mean i don't think you can be at multiple places at one time it sounds right? like she needs to be a part of united way it's for real you know, i i can try i know the guys who fly the helicopters who could get me there there you are army aviation heroes no uh, do you have family members in the military yourself or someone you know actually i did not have the honor of serving myself mm-hmm. however i come from a long family yeah. my uh, dad is army uh, my uncle's a Marine. My grandparents were World War II uh, Coast Guard, and my grandmother outranked my grandpa. Wow. Uh, That's and cool. that was in the 40s. Uh, and uh, my husband is a proud veteran mm. of the U.S. Navy. That's awesome. So and I my, knew there was something there. Yes. And my father in law is 26 years Coast Guard service. That's awesome. Well, you can tell the passion even before mm-hmm. the show started. You could tell there's something there with the veterans. And I feel the same way. I mean, my brother-in-law is in the Army. I feel very, I mean, all of every single person in my family um, has been in the military, except for me. (laughs) But it's, like, really important. And the more that we can concentrate on helping to educate them, we were talking even before the show about PST, uh, post-stress traumatic syndrome. Is that what it is? PTSD. PTSD. How that has affected a lot of money issues goes into triggering incidents. And we need to help folks, especially in their capacity. Absolutely. And uh, in addition to our, our veterans, it's a, and, and, you know, all of our, um, you know, civilian population and um, everybody needs to understand the basics of tax uh, in order to calm any fears of I may owe this year. If you do the tax planning and you stay ahead of the ball, then you're going to be all the better to walk into a tax office, you know, uh, hopefully mine, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> uh, that, uh, you know, you're going to be that much more ahead of it and not worry. Mm-hmm. Nothing's worse than going to bed at night and worrying that you're going to owe taxes because you're self-employed. Yeah. Uh, so the tax planning is huge. 
Yeah. And so tell us, um, we have a couple of minutes left. Tell us how we can get in touch with you. Absolutely. The office phone number is 865-392-1755. Uh, also, uh, cell phone number uh, that's on 24-7, Also, check us out on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're there as well under Five Star Holdings Incorporated. Okay. And is that 365-24-7? You said 24-7? Absolutely. I work in all time zones because many yeah. of our military are deployed. Mm. And uh, when they uh, need assistance, we are right there to serve them. They've served us. Mm -hmm. Now we're giving back and serving them. That's awesome. That's awesome. Really good information. And, you know, if you're out there, maybe you're a a homeowner, maybe you're a person who owns their um, business, someone who is considering having kids, somebody that's wanting to buy a house but doesn't know how that affects them. There's so many things that you need to put a plan in place. And so if you were to give her a call, she can help you set up a plan. You know, that's a novel word. You know, let's have a plan, right? So, um, Robert, thank you so much for bringing Yvonne in. You're quite welcome. I'm very glad that she's here. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for the invitation. Yes, absolutely. And we're considering, we want to do this as an ongoing series as well. Yeah, I think in in a few weeks, have her back before the April filings. Yeah, and then we can talk about the the things that are coming up. We we did speak a lot about that, but we can talk more about what's going to be to come in the future. All right. Count me in. Absolutely. Well, again, we uh, want to thank so much for Yvonne um, Kautz coming in and speaking to us today, as well as Robert Carter from Mortgage Investors Group. Thank you to Adam and thank you to Mark, uh, our co-host and executive producer. We'll see you next time right here on The Housing Hour. To see them sitting them is fast. And if you get back home fourth class, I'd say you've won. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know, so come here to find out. Also, check us out at thehousinghour.com. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.